0: My name is Neela, and today I'll be looking about the brain changes and how it affects language, what is kept and what is lost, and how we can care for the person living with dementia during these phases. Remember that we are talking generally here about brain changes. Not everything will happen like this for everyone who has a different type of dementia. So I'll be talking about the most common, and later in the series we will talk about the different types of dementia and going into more specific details for each one. So, hearing and language are developed and retained on the left temporal lobe of the brain. That is the left-hand side of our head, by our temples. Typically, people with dementia will lose language on their left first. When looking at a picture of the brain that has had a dementia, the left temporal lobe is very much smaller It has a lot more gaps and holes in it and is darker in colour. So there is not only less solid bits where the language is stored, but the gaps are bigger. And this means that the connections to other parts of the brain have been lost. The sections that are involved with hearing are actually okay, and there is not much difference here because dementia is not attacking hearing first, even though it might appear that they are losing their hearing is actually probably more likely to be that they're not understanding what you have said. So because of there's no connection between the hearing and the understanding of the language. So the person with dementia might actually say to you, what? So you repeat in a louder volume. And this might get the response of, why are you shouting at me? Because they've heard what you've said, they just haven't understood it. So rather than repeat exactly what you have just said, in a louder voice you may want to break it down into smaller sentences to give a better chance that what you're saying is understood the language that is on the left includes vocabulary comprehension and speech production so vocabulary is the words and meaning of the words initiating the word and finding the word and those are the skills that are often lost first those word finding skills comprehension is lost and that is the understanding of what is being said, and the speech production is the ability to tell you something. With comprehension, it is difficult to understand things if they are too big. By this I mean things like sentences, so keep them short or break them down into small sections and get acknowledgement of understanding before going on to the next bit. Use visual clues as well as they get a lot more understanding from watching you than from listening to you. Offer choices as this gives a sense that they are actually still in control and this is very important for their self-esteem as this is being attacked everywhere else. So rather than saying what would you like for breakfast? You could ask do you want cereal or something else? Or If it's something to do with what they're going to wear today, you could pick out two outfits and say, would you like to wear this or this? And that takes the stress out of the conversation and things will flow much more easily. So still give that choice, but just limit it to one or two things. We do retain some parts of language, though, and that is to do with rhythm. And that is what we retain on the right temporal lobe of our brain, which is the right side of your head. So we lose language on the left and retain rhythm on the right. <laughs> we, we retain the rhythm of language, which is like a social chit chat. The rhythm of this, though, can mask that there's actually a problem. And what I mean by this is that if you met someone in the street, for instance, you could say, hello. And they'd say, hello. You could say, how are you? And they'd say, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? And you'd say, I'm fine, thanks. And then you'd go your separate ways. When you find out later that they may have dementia, you'd say, really? I was just talking to them the other day and they were fine. And for the rhythmic social chit-chat, they have been fine. But if you had talked further to them than just that bit of conversation, you'd have noticed things starting to be odd about the conversation, something that isn't quite normal. So they can mask it very easily by just staying to the social chit-chat and moving on before... Um, having to make more conversation. So the back and forth rhythm is retained, and the content of what is being said may not make sense. In one facility that I worked at, actually, there was a delightful lady, and her husband used to come in every day and they'd go for walks around the home, most of the day actually, and they would chat to people along the way. She had the rhythm there, but she had no content. So she would mumble, she would come up and go, Oh, hey, mama. And she would smile and maybe laugh and you'd say something back. And it could be anything as long as you kept that rhythm and the smile. So you could even be saying things like, you know that the pigs are flying high today in a pleasant tone. And you could just keep this going backwards and forwards for as long as you wanted. But she would always respond and smile. Now, I certainly wouldn't suggest that you said nonsense or some. Odd things to the people that you're speaking to. This is more to make the point that it's actually the rhythm not the content of what you say and the tone and the pitch that is really important. The other things that are attained that are on the right hand side are the modulation of speech. This is the different tone and pitch that we use. So if you snap at somebody or speak in a very fed-up tone they will pick up on this. If you ask a question they'll also pick up on that. They notice if you are being angry. So if you'd responded to that lovely lady who was mumbling by saying, oh, you're mumbling and talking nonsense, then she would pick up on that and maybe become unhappy herself. The person with dementia will watch you and hear the tone. So they are picking up on a lot of signals. They're just missing that content. They will retain anything that has a rhythm to it. So it could be something like music or poetry, prayer. If they're very religious and, and or even if they were as a child, they will come back to that. Counting and even spelling because it's rhythmic. Interestingly, the things that they also retain are those special words. And this is, could be something that's rude or socially unacceptable or a swear word. I did mention this in episode 7 when I spoke with Andrea, the diversional therapist. Swear words are attained, Then this is because as a child they were told not to use those words. So they've kept them, they've taken out of the left-hand side, which is our normal vocabulary, and put them in a very special place on the right-hand side. We all keep these things in this special place on the right-hand side. It's the same place where socially unacceptable things are kept. Kept safe. As we really need to think about these before we say them. And usually we don't say them if we think it's going to offend somebody. But alas, this filter that tells us not to actually say anything because it's going to offend someone is missing or has been attacked by the person that's living with dementia. And they will just say whatever pops into their heads. Let me tell you, the person living with dementia is not meaning to offend you. And they can be very shocked if you take offense at what they have said because they are not expecting it. It's best not to say anything at this point, but maybe if they're talking to somebody else and has called them maybe fat or something else that's not appropriate, maybe contact them later and explain about the dementia so that you can mend those bridges that might have been broken. But I found that if you try to do it at the time and in the hearing of the person with, with dementia, it might get very messy and things could get much, much worse. As the person progresses through the disease, these things are retained on the right. And the things like rhythm of speech can become very, very useful in how we deal with that person that is living with dementia. If the person living with dementia has trouble initiating tasks, and that's very typical, they can do the task fine. They just can't start it. So once that task is started, not a problem. So let's say this task is walking. Because that's a very typical one that a person that's living with dementia will will stand up and not move. Before we start to walk, though, we always sway to the left and put our weight on that left leg so that we can lift our right foot to step forward. Of course, that's if you always start with your right foot. If you start with your left foot, then you'll sway to the right and then lift your left foot. Then the rhythm can be used very effectively. If you stand next to that person with your arm behind their back and on the outside hip and hum a marching tune, something like when the saints come marching in. Don't sing it because they'll stop and sing with you. So just hum the tune or you can just say out loud, one, two, one, two. And as you say one, swing to the left. As you say two, swing to the right. As you say one, swing to the left. Lift up your right foot and on the two, you step forward and you'll find that they will naturally move forward with you. Same as getting up from a chair, rocking backwards and forwards and saying, one, two, three, up, they will go up with you. So, we've mentioned that dementia typically attacks the left side of the brain first, and we lose language on the left and retain the rhythm of language on the right. The wiring is also diminished, so connections from hearing to language and understanding are not there anymore. The language that we lose is vocabulary, comprehension and speech production and what is retained is the rhythm of language and those special words. I spoke about how we can assist our person living with dementia by offering choices, this or that, and using short, simple sentences, giving visual clues to help with what you are wanting them to do because they're watching you. Not to get upset with using a swear words or saying inappropriate things, try not to get offended. And finally, how we can use rhythm to help the person to initiate tasks such as walking. I hope you found this useful and will join me next time when I'll be talking about the changing brain and touch. So thank you for joining me. Bye for now.